Hi everyone. Welcome to Uplift My Life Today the podcast. My name is Astuti Marto Sudirjo and I'm a life coach as well as a subconscious mind reprogrammer. I'm also the host of this channel, a place where you can find inspirations, tips, and companions to support your journey to uplift you and your life. One of the characteristics of go-getters is that we are all very excited to be better, to grow with every endeavors or challenges that we're taking on. And this episode is exactly that. It's exactly about what can actually help you or all of us to become better leaders and managers. My experience as somebody who leads a large teams in the past has shown me that in order for me to be able to show up as a good manager, as a good leader for my team, I have to be at peace for being vulnerable because that's the gateway to deep connections. Leadership is also about connection, genuine, authentic connection. This episode is a conversation between me and Nena Martinez about how vulnerability can help us become better leaders. In the previous episode, we have discussed about what vulnerability is and isn't, what is the role of vulnerability, and how to integrate that in our lives. And in this one, we're going to talk about how we can actually integrate that in the workplace. Nena Martinez is the first Latin American certified Daring Way facilitator and case consultant. She's also a public speaker. She trained with Dr. Brené Brown on the topic of shame, vulnerability, and how to live a compassionate and courageous life. Nena facilitates workshops, consultations, and individual sessions where she explores themes such as vulnerability, courage, compassion, shame, values, conscious parenting, etc. She created Setrata de Nosotros in order to share information that she finds inspiring and helpful in her personal life. Nena lives in Monterrey, Mexico with her beloved husband and eight-year-old triplets. <laughs> so, without further ado, enjoy this discussion. How to deliberately utilize our own vulnerability specifically in leading others? Okay, I'm going to share a, a story. Okay, please. <laughs> to, to say that. I have a group where I, um, where I share this. Um, it's like a training group, you know, of, of women. And one of the things that we work with is to show up in life, right? Where do you mm. want to show up? Live brave. And, well, of course, they need to put their armor down, right? Mm. They need to, to, to open their heart. So I was a facilitator and, and I always try to share things, you know, 
It's something that I really enjoy. But I, have my, I started losing my hair, a lot of it. And I wore a wig, nobody noticed. But that was something I hadn't shared. I was okay with myself and I had to be clear when I, in one of the sessions where, where I shared my story on why did I share that, right? But I said, if I'm a facilitator and I'm asking, well, asking in a good way, right, them to create a space for them to really show up in their lives and part of it is the risk, the uncertainty and the emotional exposure, what best example can I give them that sharing something that I'm willing to share, right, that I'm going through? And as I said, I was okay with sharing. This is important as a, as a leader. So I shared with them. I took off my wig. It was, I was uh, excited and nervous at the same time. You took off your you know, wig in front of the group. Yes, I told them before. Like, you ah, know okay. what? I shared my, my experience and I said, you know what? I'm going to take this. It's just for them to share, like, you know, to be aware of it. And the group was in that moment. It was a, a safe container and yes. everything. So I did that. I felt naked. Honestly, because, you know, like you're, I opened my heart. Like mm -hmm. it was something I was ashamed of as you shared uh, Stuti before. Like I'm a facilitator. I work with these topics. Why am I going through this? Like yeah. when did I not listen to my body? You know, yes. it's like, yes. hey, this cannot happen to me. And of course it can happen. We are, <laughs> I mean, we are living a human experience, but it was a, a magical, a magical session mm -hmm. for me and for them. Mm -hmm. They shared things like, Thank you for showing that with us, you know, and for sharing because it gave them the courage to share other things and to know that it's okay not to have everything under control mm -hmm. because we think that control is something that we need to have and to do and to, you know. So just allowing myself to show that part of me, still staying in my uh, facilitator role was amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some other experience that I had was in one of the trainings that we, uh, I did with a, with a thing, there were all um, psychologists and, you mm -hmm. know, doctors and all of these people. And I was speaking English. That is my second language. So I wasn't, you know, like I felt not worthy, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't feel good enough. So just sharing sometimes those things like, you know what, guys, this is a shame issue for me, but I'm going to do my best. The response that we got was, Thank you for putting your armor down because we don't have to, to express ourselves as I am the psychologist and I like titles just crumble down, you know, mm. so they could open their heart. Yeah. So those are things that we can do. We don't need to go back to our business and say like, Hey, I'm going to share this personal story. We have to, be, again, be very clear on why. Well, that, that has been something that I lived and understood that, we can show that vulnerability thing and it doesn't have to be with personal things sometimes. Sometimes in your uh, business, you can share like, you know what guys, we're going through a rough time or I really want to know uh, your advice on this or let's work together on this. Like just knowing that you can count on people, sometimes reaching out, asking for what you need, the permission that you're going to give yourself or others. Like those things are uh, vulnerable things that we can do in our and I will always um, encourage people to start in their own life mm -hmm. we want to we do it with our kids we want to do it in our, in our business we want to do it everywhere like practice vulnerability in your own life mm -hmm. put it to test like how do you feel doing this those experiences will help you to really understand if you want to do it and why yeah. you want to do it and you yeah. will see the opportunities in, in the place where you are yeah, it reminds me so much what you're just saying with my experience after the burnout, actually something that I decided 
was to allow myself to be a lot more direct in the things that I feel. So for example, we went through, there was a big restructuring in the bank that I was working on. There was after the crisis and there was a lot of uncertainty about the bank. There's a lot of uh, talks about, oh, we need to let go, I don't know, a lot of people and where is it going to happen, etc. And I remember a decision that I made because I asked myself, what would I like to hear in a similar situation? And I decided to honestly tell my teams these three words, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the future is going to go. I don't know how we're going to come out from this when I really don't know. Instead of coming up with a more sugar-coated version yes. <laughs> of answers, because I feel that this allows people to manage themselves better. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was a bit scary because you ho- always have this thing in your head, like as a team leader, you should actually know a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should know everything. Yes, right? you should know, you should provide security, should, uh, stability, whatever. Yes. And the situation was so significant and everybody was shaken off because of this crisis. But the truth of the matter is, even when you ask the CEO, this is my personal opinion, he would say also, I don't know. And some people would agree to say this, mm-hmm. some won't, because the, there was a lot of fear like, oh my God, you're going to demotivate the people. And I felt like at the time, it was better for me to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was appreciated. Mm-hmm. These three words, I don't know. It was not an easy, no. automatic <laughs> approach. But it's an honest answer and people perceive that, Yes, right? Yes. And people, um, even if they freak out, because they might, like their minds will go like, you need to tell me something, give me an answer, you know, or I think they understand in their hearts, really, that, that that's the truth for everything. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know what's next, even if we plan and we try to do the best. And, you know, like, there's uncertainty and, and we're going to do the best and we're going to try to figure out what's, what's the best for everyone. But sometimes we don't know. And that's so courageous to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever you, you feel right to, to say that. To say things. that, yes, exactly. Yeah. I remember we were saying, we're figuring it out. But if as af now, when you ask me this question, I don't know. And this, this was very helpful because now I'm allowing myself to say, I don't know <laughs> to myself. Yes. And we can ask, we can practice courage again and we can ask for what we need. If we are mm-hmm. in a, I don't know, in a business thing or something, we can ask our employees, you know what, um, at this moment, we have several situations where we don't know exactly, but I would love for you to, I don't know, have patience or support me in this way, an idea that you have. So we, we have, we ask for what we need and we work as a group and we support each other yeah. instead of just staying with our own pain and our own, you know, yeah. uh, doubts and uncertainties. And Yes, trying to figure it all by myself. All by myself. <laughs> all by myself. All by myself. <laughs> so do you have a couple of more examples or stories about how showing vulnerability has led to greater professional respect by peers, bosses, or clients? As I shared the, the one of my hair and then being just, just sharing what I felt at that moment mm. um, has helped a lot. Then there was another um, training 
I do believe vulnerability is our superpower, and I will say our. I believe it's mine, but I believe it's um, each one of everyone's, us. Everyone's, yeah. Yes, everyone's superpower. I, I remember one of my friends saying, like, Nana, why are you going to say that? You cannot take your wig off. You, you cannot show this. Like, you know, don't share that story or don't say this. But I do believe that when we share with a good intention, mm. I would say good, but with clear on our intentions, it's, it's free. It's like we, we feel free and we feel we give others permission to do the same in their lives. So mm. every time I work with my groups or with a client or whatever, and I just show myself as I am, of course, staying professional in, in my role, but not pretending. When I stop mm. pretending or perfecting or performing, I am more wholehearted. I am more open and, and, and I see the difference with the relationships I have. Being a person that loves having everything under control and having value and receiving love with what I do, one of my trainings with, with a group I had, I want everybody to love the training, right? Mm. To be like, this is the first workshop. I love it. That's my goal. But of course, it's a goal that I cannot keep up with because mm -hmm. there's no control there, yes, right? correct. I can't yes. control how you're going to perceive it. So one of the dynamics that we had the first day, I said, wrote, write down your expectation about the training, the workshop, and I write my own. And my own was that. Like, I want everyone to like that <laughs> because if they like it, then I will be worth it. You know, mm. then I'll I'm check for Nana, like, good job. But if they don't, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. So I remember the first time there were men and women, the first session. It was an amazing, um, like, dynamic or, or activity that we did because I had to throw away that expectation, right? I really had to open myself to know that my worth is not according on how much do I do things or how well I do them. And then I came back, but I saw the first session I saw men and women sharing things but they were like like if it was a cold place right people don't want to share it's the first time they're there what am I doing here so I'm just observing faces and then my mind is making up stories so I came back and I said oh my god why why am I doing this workshop with men and women like crying and doubting myself and like nobody's gonna come the next session and I remember being there with myself and then sharing the story with my my partner and my friend and and I was like I, why, Nina? Why are you doing this? For people to like you? No, you mm. have to go deeper. So I said, I love, I believe in the work. I love sharing. I, like, I really enjoy and I know the power of it. So when I realized that after crying and, you know, feeling ashamed <laughs> and everything, I received two messages of, uh, of men that were in my group saying that the session was amazing. Yeah. But I love that I didn't receive them before. You know, I had yes. to go through that uncertainty of, what if they don't like it? And yes. that could have happened, right? Maybe yes. that I wouldn't receive those things, but I was now clear on why I was doing what I yeah. was doing. Yes. So this is a very important lesson, Nana, because sometimes when we set intention, mm -hmm. we put an element of things that we cannot control. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you say that the most important in setting good intention for yourself is to really just focus on yourself, forget about the outcome. It's just within the scope that we have control over or we can manage. Because how we react to our own mm. emotion, we can manage. Yes, we, we have to be very clear on, on our internal, uh, yes, as you said, as to the value or, or what we want. And then whatever the outcome is like, that cherry on top. And of course, 
we go through that, right? Like we yes. really want the success. We want people to like it. We, of course we do. But to know that that's not the only result that will be benefit for us, right? Yes. And we can go through that path, but always be willing to make certain pauses and know that maybe it might change, right? It might be a different path or a different response or a different achievement that we have along the way. So mm -hmm. when we open our, our minds, instead of knowing like this is the best outcome, you know, or gaining money or being the CEO or whatever it is, or getting pregnant or, you know, what, as, as I said, there's so many um, like results we want when we open ourselves to, yes, go through something that we want mm -hmm. to achieve, but know that there are other possibilities. I think we get amazed by how life will never disappoint us. Yes. Really, never. Like that result we get will be the best result we have even if yes. we don't understand it at the moment. Exactly, exactly. As a recruiter in my past lives, <laughs> I understand <laughs> this. <laughs> Because sometimes you're running the best process for everyone and the deal doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I think this is also what, when I start to learn to manage or to have clarity as to why I'm doing this job. Because sometimes on paper, You know, you're being measured against something else, which is not necessarily aligned with why you want to do something, you see? So, you know, in company, you have performance management and you have a list of things you have to achieve. And sometimes this, this, and a lot of these things in the, in the, in the list is not something that you 100% can manage or control because there's other people coming into play. So in recruitment is, is another perfect example because you as a recruiter does a really you know, very well thorough process, but then all of a sudden the bank is reorganizing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. no hiring. <laughs> okay. So mm -hmm. it's a process of like for six months, etc. I remember honestly feeling very frustrated with this for a period of time because I'm thinking like, because I'm attaching the success mainly to the outcome that my company set for me. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I, become really, I was becoming very frustrated. And then I started to exactly ask, me, ask this question because then I had, I had to have a reason why to do this stuff when there's no control at the mm -hmm. end. I cannot even, even when I have done the best process, I still cannot assume, uh, assume that there will be a deal being shaken, you know, between two mm -hmm. parties, the companies and the candidates. But you're absolutely right. I had, to go, I had to go to the real question. Why am I in this job? Why mm -hmm. am I choosing to be in this job? What is it about this job that I really love to do? And it got me back into the point of, I like to connect. The, for, the word for me was connection. It's, it's, mm -hmm. is connection and still is connection. At the time, I'm, I'm connecting the bank with talented people. So that's one aspect. But then I'm also, then I realized in the process, because there's a lot of questions coming up in the selection process, people then need to be very clear with themselves as to why they want to change mm -hmm. work, as to why they want to come into this bank. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's when I realized I was actually making connection, helping people making connection within themselves as to why they want some things. And is it, bad, is it true that, you know, moving to another place is actually better than where they are. And also the bank needs to go through all these questions like, do we actually need people, you know, new people, whatever. Then I become much calmer and I'm accepting. This is the other thing when you have to trust the process. You still know that you're being measured against something you cannot control. And I think for a lot of people who work in the company, this is very frustrating because you actually knew that 
you may never meet that because there were so many things behind it. What can you say to yourself when you're realizing this? Mm-hmm. That the expectation externally from my mm-hmm. employer is not necessarily matching or is it, it's not something that I can control. Mm-hmm. Great question. <laughs> That's an opportunity to practice vulnerability and mm-hmm. to have a hard conversation, right? Mm. To, to see this is the way I'm feeling right now. I think the expectation is this. I think I can do this, this much. I believe in this. What can we do? You mm. know, like that's honoring who we are and what we, mm. and what we can do at that moment, right? Yes. And asking for what we need. And as we said before, we need to remember that we deserve that conversation we deserve to ask for it for those things yes and it may then they might not give it to us but correct we did what was in our you know in our hands that we we know what we can do for ourselves and and know that that whole experience is what we needed to go through and be mm. grateful for everything we are realizing each day mm. yes it's, it's not easy true. but no it, it's yeah and i mean it crashes everything right because sometimes that's what we dreamt of or whatever it's our illusion but then we realize that it was just in our mind and there are so many other options or maybe it's that one but we have to work for it and yes and have that conversation yes it's, it's negotiating it and mm-hmm. and we need to be mindful to the kind of goals you're sign, signing up for yeah. Isn't it? Isn't exactly. It's just to get a bit more sticky when it comes to this is actually how I earn my living. You know, <laughs> it become a bit people a bit a bit no, sticky yeah. because then you don't want to not to get you know the the money that you you've been promised because they say are oh, you underperforming because this and that. So I I think I think you're absolutely right. This is the time to to exercise vulnerability and even when you don't get what you wish to get, you still grow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe there are no mistakes. I honestly yeah. believe that. You don't have to. Like I always tell people, don't believe what you're hearing. Just put it into test, you know, test it. But I believe that every time we have an illusion about things, right? About results. But those are things that we believe, but yeah. we don't know actually, yeah. right? So every time we get a result, whatever it is, yes, it's the perfect thing we had even if it hurts you know like of course you you make a conscious choice not to repeat the same thing again for example but yes. that taught us something and if yes. we don't have those things then we wouldn't be where we are thinking what we're thinking you know uh, experiencing everything so everything yes. has uh, a purpose in life yes no i completely agree i didn't always think that though but i agree with you now <laughs> <laughs> no, and, really. and it's okay, right? To think, yes. to believe it or not, like we have yes. to try it out. Yes, yes. I was really the harshest judge I'll ever have in my life. I was very loud to myself. So, mm-hmm. and and when I look back now into the past, and I said, "Oh my God, the poor little astuti inside being told yeah. off regularly." You can do better. You can be faster. You can be more thorough. You know, it's all it's pointing out these things that. Instead of acknowledging, acknowledging what what yeah what has been well, you know, it's always about the the little missing pieces that that was not there, and it was quite tough. It was quite tough. Yeah, yes, it is, and it's part of it. I mean, the gratitude piece as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great practice to to make the the scarcity piece being enough, right? Yeah. Whatever we're doing, but we we are hard on ourselves as well because we believe 
that we if we are we're going to be better right it's like a, a fake motivation exactly it's a fear-based motivation in a, a way i i was I, i let me just jump in here the attribute that i got when i was working in a corporate key talent this is they say two percent of the company and and i think a lot of people who are in there is there because there was some unconscious fear that they are trying to overcome unconsciously mm -hmm. including myself mm -hmm. and uh, and we were just overperforming all the time and we almost going a bit it's most it's almost like an addicted to achievements it's almost like this because you you could not control yourself you just feel like you have to achieve Mm -hmm. you just had to achieve and when people ask you you don't know why you had to achieve you just had to and it became like a normal state of doing and being somehow yeah, yeah. and the, and the amazing thing that i realized was that for example if i wasn't perfect enough or good enough you know i, I said to myself the next time i'll be more perfect mm -hmm. you know instead of realizing that i was in a in a I don't know how to say like a bad cycle, you know, like yes. I didn't realize I was like, oh, I have to be more, um, I don't know, like smarter and do this and work harder. And, and you think that it's, you always have to do more and be more and have more. Mm -hmm. and, and it's never enough until you realize that we're in a tramp, right? Like uh, this is not working and, and we need self-compassion there. Mm -hmm. We need to stop and, and as you said, acknowledge everything that we're going through, what we're realizing and then start making choices, not fear-based or shame-based, but mm. love-based, right? Yes. What are the things, Nena, that people can notice whether their actions or behavior is based on love or fear or shame? Mm -hmm. Well, I think every time we are not aligned with ourselves, we are like uh, tired, screaming, uh, eating things that we don't, that are not healthy, um, numbing with social media. I can relate to that. No, really, like every time we are not um, present or enjoying life, yeah. well, most of the times, um, there's something, right? Like I have to, or when we say I have to do this, mm. oh, like the victim role, like just when we realize that, we're like, hmm, is it? Yeah, something's going on, something's going yeah. on. I can confirm a lot of what you said in the <laughs> symptoms leading to the burnout I had, Nana. It's like I lost my cool mm -hmm. <laughs> really quickly. I, I, for a long, long time, I was a much calmer, collected, passionate and fiery person, but I'm, I don't lose my bottle. Okay, mm -hmm. my temper really quick, really easily. And people would know when I'm angry just because I'm quiet. Then they were like, okay, 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 you know. But leading, weeks leading to the actual shutdown of my body in 2008, I screamed. Okay, mm -hmm. and this scares the hell out of me. I think the person who I screamed at was really, really scared and angry and, you know, all this mixed emotion. I don't know if she knew that I was feeling the same because I don't recognize myself mm -hmm. in this because I'm not a screamer and uh, and I'm excited but I don't scream in anger I rarely do that yeah so it was really freaky it was and I remember after I did that I'm like okay so I, I remember calling my boss but it didn't make me feel better because uh -huh. I knew this is not 
my yeah. true self. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, and then I start. I didn't eat much, so I skipped lunches, and I start drinking coffee like I don't know water, because mm-hmm. I needed to keep going. So all this, <laughs> all this was really like completely. I didn't know where it was. I didn't. I was not capable to pinpoint at that moment. This is fear based. It was just what you know what you know what is happening with me kind of thing is completely and then not long after that my body shuts down mm-hmm. yeah 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 there are a lot of things thank you for sharing us the thing that <laughs> we much. do when when we don't allow vulnerability mm. in our lives like we we numb it we we eat we as i said social media netflix working exercise perfecting performing pleasing like there's so many things that we do Mm-hmm. And some that are socially accepted, you know, like social media, we can numb with that and nobody's telling us like, hey, you have an addiction with that, you know, like, or you're numbing your emotions yeah. with, and there are others that of course, they are seen like us, I don't know, like drinking too much or yeah. smoking and, you know, like, but we have those, those uh, red flags in our lives. And when we're aware of it, we can, one time I was eating like a not healthy, you know, cupcake. And I was like, just numbing. I wanted sugar in my life. I wanted the sweetness, right? Yes. So I was eating the sugar. And I realized what, what I was doing. And I finished the cupcake being conscious about it. But I was able to realize it and then to be gentle with myself in the next moment instead yeah. of feeling, you know, like, sometimes I'm like, why am I eating the cupcake even if I know I'm numbing? I had to eat it. That moment, I had to eat it. And the it's next nice. Moment, <laughs> yeah. And the next moment, I said, okay, now you ate it. Now it's a different moment. What do mm. you need right now? You know? Yeah. So sometimes we realize those things and we thank those red flags because they're screaming to us. Sometimes our body, yes. right? Like, hey, watch out. You're not living accordingly to who you are or aligned to who you are. And yeah. it's okay. But we, I mean, if we are aware of it, it will be better to go back and center to who we are. Yeah, definitely. So, Nana, what is in your view the correlation? Is there a correlation between vulnerability and burnout? That's a great question. <laughs> and, and yeah, well, I think that as we said right now, every time we, we want to achieve something external, right? The burnout is like, there's, we're, we're in a race. We're in a race. It says like, we're living like, like we're in fire yeah. without being in fire, right? Like we're living like if there's an emergency or something yes. that we want to achieve, that, that there's something missing. And even in our brains, we are that way. We're reacting. We're like running. And, and we don't know, we don't realize that that race, we didn't decide to go through it. You know, like yeah. maybe that's not our path. Maybe that's not something that we really want. So that's the vulnerability piece, the, the having the, the courage to stop Mm-hmm. And to ask for what we need and to, and to really question ourselves and to stay in that uncertainty. Because sometimes, for example, we might say, okay, this is not what I want, but I don't know what I want. Or mm-hmm. this is not who I want to be, and I, but I don't know still who I am, you mm-hmm. know? And that, um, they call it sometimes no man's land. That, that yeah. part of uncertainty that you're like, but what's next, you know? Or what do I achieve? Or who am I? Or what do I become? We have to have the courage to stay there. Without not knowing, as you said, I don't know. Mm. And that is like the ego saying, telling the ego, it's okay to be there. <laughs> Just like, you know, being very patient with, with our mind also. And opening to our heart, to listen to mm. our body, 
to our intention, to who we are, to our purpose, you know, like just, and that's the burnout when we, when we see those signals and we don't stop. Yeah. And yeah. that vulnerability piece is to really experience everything, right? Yeah. And to say like, ask yeah. for help sometimes, ask for yes. help. Yes, exactly. I think this is, I can, I can tell you this. I think burnout being in one once before, burnout tend to happen, tend to haunt people who are super engaged in their work or in life generally. These are the people who love to achieve or to take you know, to cross the mm-hmm. task list and, and, and stuff. And these are not, these are the people who are, when they're not conscious, these are the people who are not so familiar with being still. Mm-hmm. And they usually do not have the habit uh, to take time and away, take themselves away from whatever it is that, you know, get them really busy and, and active basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, therefore, they often miss the signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they miss the signs. It's almost yeah. like in a highway going like really mm-hmm. quick and they go, oh, the exit is over there. Okay, next one. Oh, the exit. Mm-hmm. And you keep on passing the sign, the exit mm-hmm. sign. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great way to put it. Like a horse, right? Like you just yes, go ahead. Exactly, and, exactly. And, and something that's very important that is that vulnerability without boundaries, it's not vulnerability. Perfect. Thank you boundaries, for clarifying that. Yeah. Boundaries have to be there we have to be clear on what's right what's what okay what's okay and what's not okay and and i think that happens as you said right there's no boundaries when you're chasing something like you just go yes you cannot stop and it's um something that that's so important to to realize you touched something very important with this word boundary this is so true Actually, having boundaries is helps you to freedom. It's almost the opposite. It's, you know, when you say boundaries, you almost, the way I see it is like, oh, let's put a fence around me, okay? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, this is like, how can I be free within boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. would you mind uh, speak a little bit more about boundaries? What actually it is? What is boundary? And how can this actually help us to be even more free? Mm-hmm. And it's great because... What I've seen in my groups is sometimes we don't think about what's okay and what's not okay mm-hmm. with me in my life, okay? Yeah. Like, as a person, what do I need? Um, we don't know. We're, we're, we're used to please, to fit in, to say yes, or, or maybe to leave, but we don't know what's okay and what's not okay. So the first thing I believe is to really take time to start from going through our heads to our hearts mm-hmm. and really taking that breath to connect and saying, What's okay? What's not okay? Like, where, am I, where do I feel joyful? Mm, and it doesn't okay. have to be joyful in every situation in life, but like, where do I feel that I'm okay with myself? Or in what situations I feel that I'm not okay or I'm faking myself, you know, like mm. laughing at jokes that I don't like or doing more things that I can do right now or screaming to my kids when, you know, like those things, just those are like red flags that we can really know, hey, this is not okay or, or I have too much on my plate right now. And boundaries is that it's not um, setting like, a, as, as you said, like something to other people like, hey, because that would be like protecting ourselves, right? Yes, and, yes, And yes. there's nothing to protect. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. Uh-huh. And it's a great observation. The thing is, what is okay with me that I'm willing 
to express and to and to be firm about it, right? Like to know like, you know what, I can do this, but I can't do this. Or I can, I don't know, like um, help you with this, but I can't help you the, with this. Or talk about, in, we can talk about each other's uh, stories, but we cannot talk about other people's stories. Like just mm. being clear on what, what is aligned to who we are and our values. And we will be discovering that. Like in my experience, mm -hmm. I had to really sit down and work with that. And I'm still discovering, mm. you know, like, mm. oh boy, I took too much uh, of this work and I cannot do it. Or you know what? I have so many appointments or I have, I connected too much with people that I need time for myself. Like just juggling with or moving, you know, from one place to the other, we will be more aware of what we need. Each time we can change those things, you know, but expressing and honoring Because again, we come to know that we deserve, that we're good enough, so I can really be clear on what's okay and what's not okay with me. And I respect what's okay and what's not okay with you. And we mm -hmm. can negotiate sometimes mm -hmm. like, okay, that's okay with, with you, but that's not okay with me. Okay, can we agree on this? Mm -hmm. And it's again, hard conversations, you know, <laughs> vulnerability piece there. So yeah, if I understand your, your, what you just shared right now, Nena, So boundaries, can I say that boundary is the answers to the question, what can help me to expand? Mm -hmm. that, that's a, a good way of saying that, yeah. And, and, to, and to respect the other, okay? Mm -hmm. and that's, because so, we think of ourselves, mm -hmm. but we understand that the other one is also expanding and he's our mirror and he yes. or she's our mirror. So we understand that there's uh, in this life... <laughs> that we have to respect the other people, right? Yes. So they have what's their, their boundaries, what's okay and what's not okay, and I have mine, and I don't need to protect or to cover or to, you know, like, because then it will be fear-based again. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to love myself and to honor and to stay in my integrity and then at the same time respect Expecting who you are, mm -hmm. right? And, and what you need. Mm -hmm. And that's like the dancing because it's kind of a, I don't know what Fluid. Yeah. <laughs> Fluid. Like yeah. With, with people, right? In relationships yes. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So respect and expansion. Yes. Three things you want people to remember from this talk. Vulnerability is your superpower. Um, but I, I would love for them to really uh, try it in their lives, to connect to who they are um, and to know that that's the best, um, just the why of, of what we do. Like, mm -hmm. why do we do what we're doing? And we are enough, not because we're doing th some things or we have some things. Like, we are enough. We all are. Mm -hmm. And we're doing the very best we can. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. You know, on this note, I want to share something mm -hmm. which is an exercise that I did once in a conference called Awesomeness Fest in Croatia in 2015. This was day zero and the facilitator on stage was Lisa Nichols. She was a really this personal development mentor in the US or around the world, actually. I don't know anyone who was in the room and there were 150 people in the room. And Awesomeness Fest is about personal growth. So then the first thing she asked all of us, she said, turn to your right and say to the people that you uh, speak with and say, if you know me well, 
you would know that I dot, dot, dot. And then I needed to say this three times. So basically, she was getting people to open up. First is if you really know me well, and then if you really, really know me well, if you really, really, really know me well, you would know that dot, dot, dot. And I must say, after this four and a half hours on day zero, we haven't even started the conference, you start to speak about your pain. (laughs) To (laughs) anybody (laughs) you sit next to at lunch Mm -hmm. or in the sessions. But that was the intention of the conference, Mm. is to, to allow yourself to open your heart and to grow with everyone. So on this note, now that you are speaking about this, I remember, yes, how powerful Mm. vulnerability is for connections within and with others. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, I I would love to add one thing. Yes, please. Before we we finish. Um, Sometimes when we open our heart, there are a lot of emotions that we're going to experience, right? And... It might seem scary and we want to close our heart again. Mm-hmm. And I respect each, uh, each one's journey. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it to open our heart because um, Byron Katie says something that I love. And she says that every time a thought hurts, it means that it's not true. So I would, would challenge or invite uh, people to really know, like, what's the best story that you can say about yourself? Mm-hmm. And believe that. Mm-hmm. And nothing else that, and nothing, and not, not others um, story that will make you feel uh, like in pain. Will it be true? Right. Mm-hmm. It won't define us. Perhaps it was our, our story here, but it's not who we are. Mm-hmm. It will only be the things that will bring us peace, you know, and, and who we are will be amazing. If we can respond, as you said, if you know me really, really well, yes. can you imagine what can, we can talk about pain, but we can also talk about joy. Who we are. Kind right? of who we are. Joy yeah. And, Everything. Yes. 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 This you. was uh, this was very special, very very special, and I made really deep friendships with people from this. And I was by myself, not knowing anyone. <laughs> yeah. That was very daunting with three hundred people. I don't yeah. know anybody. I didn't know anyone. Yes. Yeah. So yes, but great friends came out from that. Yes. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Nena. Thank you for inviting me, and <laughs> yeah, it's an honor to be here. As you are completing this episode, I would like to invite you to reflect. Reflect thoroughly and deeply about what kind of leader you would like to show up in your work life. Connect to your heart and give yourself the freedom to speak up and express out what you truly desire. If you'd like to get in touch with me, Find me at www.upliftmylife.today If you want to get connected to Nena, please find her in her Facebook or Instagram under the name of nenamartinez.setratadenosotros or find her in LinkedIn under the name of Nena Martinez. Now, Nena and I are going to come back again in the next episode and this time we're going to talk deeply and thoroughly about shame shame 
stops us from connecting to who we are. You cannot speak about vulnerability without speaking about shame. In the meantime, stay inspired, take some actions, and see you then. Bye!